people I don't think realize the logistics involved in running a cat rescue. Yeah, it sounds pretty pretty serious. Uh, I learned a lot more than I thought I knew from from just you and your situation. Even when you guys would keep the cats and stuff at your spot and stuff, just all the you don't really think of. <laughs> you don't think about how intricate and all the logistics that it takes and and the logistics are fluid. That's the other thing. It's not like, well, we're just going to do the exact same thing with the exact same people every week because right. it's constantly like which cats are ready to go from which foster to which place that we have spots for. Okay. And then, oh, at the last minute, someone dropped out. That means we have a gap. We have to fill it with other cats. Call 20 people. Uh, it's Thank God for texting. One, I think it's beautiful that you guys do that and the fact that, you know, it's like people behind it that actually care about it. And two, I only pray and wish that the foster care for children would get a fraction of what y'all put in for those those cats and stuff. Because I don't think the kids get that much consideration or energy put towards it. Now, I'm not saying that there's not people that care. I'm sure there yeah. is, but I'm sure that with the normal complications, there are other complications on top of that for other reasons that's just making it almost probably impossible to, to do what's needed. And if this is what's needed, you know, this is just the nature of the situation, trying to make it work versus, you know, politics and a whole bunch of other stuff mixed in it. I, I couldn't imagine what it would be for for children. Taking care of a person is way more complicated right. than taking care of a cat. I'm sure it takes the same kind of stuff in a way, but is it just the nature of it that, that makes it complicated or is it that hands in the pot kind of thing or other agendas mixed in there messing with it as well? No, I would say there's some people within our rescue that like, so part of it just the last two years have been difficult because the pandemic as a secondary or tertiary effect caused a lot of cat clinics to close down. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't recall or remember the exact, you know, domino sort of effect for that, but it made the available clinics that can take cats to get fixed, spayed and neutered to be much less. So there's just bottlenecks for getting cats taken care of, getting them seen. Some clinics are just like, we're only going to deal with these rescues. We're not going to deal with that rescue. You have to be within the county, not out of the county. And it's just like, if you're in a county that doesn't have you know, uh, a sufficient number of vets that are willing to do clinics at a reasonable price, well, then you might be driving two hours north or three hours south or both, right? Different days to, to yeah. fill that need. That's sort of the biggest sort of thing. But that's that's not something that's like people pushing against cat rescue. That's not even the, there's the because those are private practices. And then there's like the county level vets and shelters and what services they do or do not give. And what are the funding priorities there? Like, so it's just like, you know, people deciding that they're going to try and fix or fix is not the right word. Mitigate a situation in doing what they can with donations and volunteers. So, okay. yeah. And, and, you know, there's things where it's like you have to go and become a nonprofit so that you can actually run donations, but that also certain places like Petco, where you usually run adoption events on the weekends, you have to be fully a nonprofit before they'll even like you have, give you the time of day. So there's just lots and oh, wow. lots and lots of logistics. And it's not, yeah, there, there's more involved than people think. 
And again, I should be very no, clear. Bet, my wife, uh, my wife does all this. I do what I'm told. <laughs> yeah, I know it's very different, and also for the fact that we have a, uh, we feed like you know, cats in our area, and um, we have a cat that we kind of adopted, and we had, had a tree cut, and the cat ended up just leaving and not coming back. And, this, mm. and like I said, this cat would run off other cats that would come to the house and everything very protective of us been here for years and we had a, a tree cut and she ended up disappearing for a long time we didn't know if she was stolen lost or whatever um and it was the whole thing was just nerve-wracking just trying to figure out what's a good way to go about it to to ask to see about seeing if we could find her who we called to see if she got picked up or not we were finding out that people in the neighborhood was wrangling cats and dropping them off in different places it was just it was just a whole other world and i'm just like what is this and then you you, you hope the shelter got the cat so you could check and see because sometimes they update the pictures but they're not updated all the time you check the pictures after a certain amount of time they let they put them down just like you know it just made my nerves bad because i didn't want to miss you know an update the cat was there we you know and she could be possibly put down or even what county it's funny how you don't appreciate something or or notice how something works until you need it and ah, you see how yes. crazy it is mm-hmm yeah, the, the the fact that there's really, like, we think animal control does sometimes more than it does, and usually animal control usually will put down a rabbit animal, and they will pick up dead animals at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of volunteers, individually or collectively, like, trying to fill what they see as gaps, but sort of the approach from person-to-person organization can very wildly like so we my my wife's rescue also does trap and release which basically you get you find local cats catch them get them fixed so they're not just a giant breeding colony and then you release them again and so it cuts down on the the sort of untapped breeding and because just like with humans before good health care cats there's their really bad mortality rate with the kittens so Mm. cutting down on that but then that also means you have a more stable population like the one in your backyard you want that cat there right Mm -hmm. so you get your cats fixed the neighborhood cats and then they just stick around for their lifespan and they maintain that territory and then eventually they age out and other cats come in and replace it that's that's fine but you also got some fucking crazy cat people so let's Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a right way to do it, but there's a lot of wrong ways to do it. I believe it. But like I said, anything that y- y'all do that um, kind of made things, you know, smoother or you're looking out for, for the cats, I think that's that's wonderful. Um, like I said, it's a, I'm sure it's a thankless job. And like I said, it's interesting because it reminds me of a car with three wheels and it's just like you just thought it's this perfect vehicle until like i said till you need a ride and you'd be like mm-hmm. this thing is jacked up and and it's just if it wasn't just for the you know the kindness of others you wouldn't even have the three wheels to complain about so right um when, when i saw it i'm like man anytime to do donations or anything like that then just do it because you just never know what kind of services you're going to need um and like i said we didn't don't technically own any cats but in a way we do and when it really mattered for the ones that we were really you know concerned about you know it it was kind of like it made it real for sure you know 
Yeah, I, I, I think. It's a trip. I think for a lot of people, that's kind of how how they view the government. They don't really care about it until they need it, <laughs> and then they get worked up into a froth because either it didn't work the way, yeah, pretty much it didn't work the way it expected, or it went against them. You're supposed to be on my side. And I'm like, um, did you read the laws? No, you didn't. Okay. Well, it's hard to it's hard to keep up a moving target, you know, especially when uh, the ones they want attention for to keep everybody confused and, and, and frustrated, they say them out loud. And the ones that's really gonna, you know, dictate your life, they say them in quiet. So it's, it's, it's amazing how each year you, you know, you could potentially get different tickets for different car things you did wrong that you didn't know updated with the new year, but you never voted on it, asked for it, or really was alerted by it. And who actually goes by the DMV and get a new, you know, driver's book to find out what's, ch <laughs> what's changed recently? Yeah, that's, that's the difficulty of living in a... I don't even know what would be right turn, but a country that has an abundance of laws. Yeah. Because we live in a complicated world, unfortunately. It'd be nice to be like, hey, there's like a hundred laws you got to keep track of. And like, oh, those laws ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they have a purpose, but not the purpose that we want them to be for, you know. But that's, you know, such as such is the world hey we're going to stop this conversation here but we're going to hit you back with another one soon